The truth is, the actual reality of what Chassidus is something deep to understand correctly. It's founded on tremendous uh, uh, foundations of, of, of wisdom, great wisdom. Uh, as they saw fit for every person who's a wise of heart, it's based on that type of perfection. As only wise people can really achieve this. When they said, they said, can't be a chassid. So, in other words, that he's saying, understanding here that Amaretz can't be a chassid because he doesn't have the sensitivity um, to grasp those things which would make him capable of being a chassid. Words, one way to say is, no, we say that, let's say Amaretz can't be a chassid, he doesn't know the halacha, he doesn't know which, okay, let's say, but it really here means that the person doesn't have the sensitivity to reach the level called chassidus because chassidus already takes a it, it takes a knowledge, or it's a knowledge of between the lines, or knowledge of what's necessary for a thing. It's just the kind of thing that people who know. It's like being chassidus is like being cool. Like how do you give somebody lessons in being cool? Do you ever try? You can't do it. Every time people try and be cool, they can't be. It's like trying to be the bass man. You know that's a, You remember that? You don't remember that? You want to be a bass man, like this, like bump, 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 bump. No, like this, bump, bump, bump. No. You can't, how do you show somebody how to do it? How do you, how do you, how do you be cool? You get cool lessons. You know, you, it, it's not because, of, because by definition, everybody's trying to be cool isn't. It's a, it's a serious problem. If everybody's trying to be cool, isn't cool. So how do you teach somebody how to be cool? It's a serious problem. So over here, this is a sensitivity that, a sensitivity that, it's just wisdom. It's a sensitivity in every moment of, uh, of, What's correct? How do gracious people know how to say the right thing at the right moment? How do sensitive people know? You know, how do you know how to do that? Uh, that takes wisdom. That's a true sensitivity to the moment and understanding. Where are the Indians? I'll say that. Let's let's explain it in order. The root or the foundation of Chassidus is what they said. That's a simple understanding. For what? Fulfilled or happy is a person, or fortunate. So that's Whose toil is in Torah, and who and who gives nachas ruach who, who, uh, to the one who made him, his pleasure. Look, we know the mitzvahs that all Jewish people have to do. Everybody knows they're written down in the books. You can get a list. And their obligation is known. Everybody knows how far we're obligated in those things. Those these things are written down. But a person who loves God, he's not going to be satisfied but to merely fulfill what everybody in the world is obligated to do. But rather, what will happen to him is what happens to any child. Or any son who loves his father, if the father will just give the slightest indication that he would like something, the slightest hint, the slightest indication of something, then the kid's going to try and do that as much as possible. As much as he can, he's going to try and bring that to be. Even though the father maybe only told him one time, and maybe only with a half, within a half instruction, like a half indication, eh, maybe. You know, so you see, you see somebody you love or somebody you care for, they look at something, but, you know, you see the eye happens to the past, oh, would you like that? You, know, you see that that's what the person like. They, can, they barely say it, they never say the thing. You just see a glint in the eye, and you're interested in getting that thing for that person. That's already, that's already a different story. 
Even if he just sees this indication from the father, then the son already knows what the father really wants. He wants to do for the father, also what the father didn't say explicitly. He just, you know, he wants to jump in. Remember the shrews? And the, the shmoos were uh, cartoon characters in, um, in, uh, from Al Cap, yeah, from years and years ago. So they were every year, if you looked hungry, if you looked at a shmoo and they were hungry, they would jump into the frying pan. And you, just, you just looked hungry, they jump in. That's a, so chassid is like being a shmoo. You know what I'm saying? You have to, that's what it is. Hashem just looks, Hashem just looks like he would like one. And you, you hop in, you, you dive into the, uh, you dive, before you can say it, you know, Hashem looks hungry, you're a sandwich. It's then before you can, uh, you know, you just give, give me two pieces of bread and dive in. It's then before before anything took place. But not just reasons. It's also the it's the it's not just the quickness. It's the understanding of that even without a, without an express or explicit command, we understand this is really what's the correct thing. We do it. Because the child will already do it because he already understands on his own that this is what will give pleasure or satisfaction to the parent. And he won't wait until he's told in explicitly. Or he has to be done to wait to be told explicitly, explicitly or a second time. This we find by every every person who's a friend or a lover. Husband and wife, father and son. What's the general rule? Anybody who has strong love between them, BMS and truth. Listen, I'm not obligated to do more than this. This is what they told me. This is all I'm doing. It's enough for me to do what I was explicitly commanded. But rather, what does a person do? Anybody who's in love, from what he was commanded, the person also already judges and perceives uh, uh, what the intention of the commander is. And it will try to do what the person perceives. The person's already, uh, uh, what's the word, interpolated and calculated will be, will give, will be pleasant to the one who gave the command. It's the same thing happens like we said this. So also in human love, also to somebody who loves God faithfully, the same thing will happen. So then he'll be that type of person or that type of lover that the mitzvahs that Hashem commanded open uh, are, um, whose command is revealed and well known. It'll just be a little bit of a revelation for them. It'll just be enough. It'll just be a way for the person to know this is where God's intentions are, are leading, where He's indicating. He won't say, He won't say, Look, it's enough for me what God said explicitly. Okay, he won't say, Listen, I'll, 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 I'll exempt myself with, uh, with what I'm obligated. El Adarabah. What will he say? Since I see that this is where God's desire is leaning, this is where Hashem's intentions are going towards, these will be a guide for me to do more of it, to, to increase this matter, and to widen out in every way, every way that we can possibly figure out that God's will desires. This is what's called giving nachas to HaKadosh Baruch I was waiting, I said, I said, we had somebody had asked this. So they say, you know, how can you, you know, we're adding mitzvahs. So there's a difference of, there's a difference to me doing something as an obligation, not doing something as an obligation. Like I can't, Baltosif, I can't put on, I can't put five tzitzas on the, uh, on the, uh, I can't put five tzitzas on the, uh, on the, uh, on the gar, on the beget. I can't put four or five uh, parshas in the, uh, five parshas in the tefillin. But even, we said, remember we learned, even adding, even doing a mitzvah more than once is not, uh, 
consider baltosis, you know. Um, I think that's the difference. I'm not, I'm not adding, I'm not adding or changing the or things, or even saying that this is an obligatory mitzvah. You know, all of a sudden, there's a new mitzvah in the Torah. That not. Rather, we're saying this is the. This, I think I think that's a simple difference. And the, the if you look in the in the uh, Milosa Torah, he's. I don't know if everybody agrees with him, but he's he's something that's as such such a tremendous chiddush. He says that the whole 613 business, he says, is not really the number of the mitzvahs. He says it. He says they're just roots. He says they're shrushim. He says the number of mitzvahs is endless. Is adin self. There's no end. Period. He says these, these are essentially the 600. These are the 613. I don't know. I don't know what the root foundations of the mitzvahs. And then you just go on, and it just never it never ends. You just keep counting more and more and more and more mitzvahs. And that, he essentially says that's why it, it almost doesn't matter that the different counters didn't come up with the same. You know, it's not really the point. They all this it comes out of this one, it comes out of that one, but it just never, never ends. And that, if you think about it, it really makes sense. It actually makes sense because how could it, just the same way that uh, that our discovery of who Hashem is, or what it means to live in the same universe with God, is the thing that grows without end? Wouldn't it, don't don't we see how our service of Hashem would have to grow without end? So it's either like I used to make a joke. Well, what would happen if what would happen if, if other things besides uh, the economy were affected by inflation? So we don't feel it so much, but in the 70s, it used to be every every day the prices were different here. It's mamish. I mean, mamish from from night to morning. People used to it was against the law, but every single morning, if you came to any store, the people who just full time were pulling the old prices off and putting the new ones on. If they ever had prices on bichlal, you know But if it was a store that put prices, then every every day, every morning they took off the old and put the new, every single day. I used to think, what would happen if inflation would affect other things besides the economy? Let's say your phone numbers. You realize after a year, your phone number would have like 85 digits. You know, you have 100 digits or license plates. Eventually, you have to, you have to put it along the side of the car. You have to go around the car three times. You have to think to have you know to put out to accommodate all of the numbers. Right here, it's clear that every minute, it's in, we, we, as, as we come close to Hashem, so what it would mean to serve God also gets inflation. You know, saying, yeah, what does it take? What sensitivity would it take? There really is no end. So it makes sense that the, it makes sense that there's some place uh, or some what's it, some uh, perspective in the Torah that allows that that uh, a never never ending uh, growth and closeness to express itself. So what's say here? That's called that is what Chassidus is that Hashem set it out for us. But of course, it depends how you go about doing it. Another way to realize it like this: it's, it's if you talk about it in the oath, and then it's really not a problem in, in Baltosif. Another way, like we said, like let's say you do chesed to somebody. A simple thing. Let's say you have somebody over for lunch. A simple thing. No, how do you give somebody lunch? What's lunch? Lunch is a plate, a fork, a, a piece of bread, some cheese. It's lunch. It's a lunch. No, you can add to it. It could be a lunch. You could give them an, also a, also a napkin. You know, also a smile. You could give also a smile and also a napkin. Also a little smile, a little clap on the back, a little a little sort of shamalechem, and then a little glint of the eye. And then put a doily, and then you can have a, a thing. So there's all those things, all those things, all the same. No, have a, it was a, says have a little lunch. Come on over. But the 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 understanding of what it means to do it properly that could go on forever. So that's also has a lot to do. Okay, good. Continue.